Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. I have actually, Julie, and I have been on coaching calls all day. So, Julie Harris, I have not told you this. Yes. Okay, all right. on me. Um, Okay, and so audience members have all agreed that every time I have to remind you to speak into your mic, that you owe everybody listening um, five dollars. Okay, Wait, say that again. Yeah, that's right. Every time I have to remind you to speak into your mic, you owe everybody, and I'm going to tell you how many people listened mm-hmm. yesterday. That's where that's what I'm getting to. You owe everybody uh, who's listening five dollars. So every time I have gotcha. to remind you to well, speak into the mic. Well, it can't get much closer to my mouth than now unless I'm going to beat you okay. on it. Okay, so. Then, then call back go. in, okay? All right. So okay. yesterday on the podcast, um, in the list, and I'm sharing you with, uh, with all of you because the podcast listenership is increasing. Yesterday on the podcast, we had uh, within see the show was released about one o'clock Central Time. Between one o'clock and the end of the day, we had twenty six, twenty five thousand eight hundred and fifty seven of you listen just to yesterday's show. So this type of increase is normal for this time of year for us because we have all agents that basically are getting licensed and a lot of folks that are discovering real estate and they discover Julie and I and the whole thing. So that's really exciting. And I want to thank all of you because I know the number one source of uh, new listeners is the old listeners saying, hey, get these guys a listen. They're worth it. And I appreciate that. So I can see that our listenership is increasing. Having an increase of a listenership like that, you know, just that number one day, Julius, 25,000. So that's, you know, that's great. And accumulatively, you can add up how many listens that is over a 30-day period and how many listens that is over the 12-month period. And so you listeners have made this Real Estate Coaching Radio, the number one listened to daily podcast in the real estate industry. It's that it it's amazing, honestly. <laughs> and we're so happy and thrilled that you've allowed us into your lives on a regular basis to share with you what we hope many of you will agree is useful, tactical, practical information. And uh, with that, I'm what really makes the reason I'm sharing all this with all of you guys is not just to say thank you, but to show you what happens when you're delivering something of value. Um, this sounds a little bit gratuitous, but just hear me out, okay? We are hoping we are evidently delivering something of value to you. You are appreciative of it. You are benefiting from it. So you're sharing the podcast with other agents that you know. And thus the information is then disseminated to a wider swath of people and you have the opportunity to help more people. So when Julie and I say um, and this is really a very – we like to break things down to the basic, and we do not like the woo-woo, fake, spiritual, pseudoscience, Mickey Mouse way of approaching life. So I make things, and Julie and I work on making things very easy to understand. And here's the concept, and there's a reason I'm sharing all this with all of you guys, okay? So if you do not have everything that you want in life, and by everything, I mean the cars, the shoes, the clothes, the financial security – the love, the weight, the body, the intelligence, the feeling of success, the everything you want in life, right? I mean, why not say what you want in life? You are you should say you want to be rich. You should say you want a really nice house. You should say maybe you want to own your own private jet or you want your own your own yacht. Why not? 
You only live once and you're dead a real long time. But here's the thing. Many of you, most people in the world, don't ever get to the point of even even accomplishing the simplest of their goals because they struggle with this very concept, and here it is. And this actually, when Julie and I discovered this, it was for us like you know the 900-pound gorilla finally got off our backs with regards to the mental sort of uh, baggage that comes along with wanting stuff because wanting stuff you're supposed to be seen in conflict like in other words oh you're so you know, there's a there's a certain amount of um you know social guilt that goes around uh, along with wanting to be successful and rich and i'm not talking about the little flashes of you know things that people put on instagram and facebook i'm talking about reality right i mean when you really start to break out of the paradigm in which you were born or in, in which you've placed yourself and you start to want to improve yourself in any way People are generally speaking somewhat supportive, but if you really try and if you really start to exceed the uh, world as you know, you've been living and how other people see how you fit in their world, when you start to break free of that paradigm, then they're going to do the little subversive things to probably try to tear you down. And you're going to experience that, and some of you have experienced that in the past. And they say these little things like, well, you know, you need to stop and smell the roses and all these other types of things, okay? Just I'm giving you guys little breadcrumbs to attach yourselves to so that you can remember I told you this, so that when you're experiencing the little subtle headwinds that come from being successful, um, and even if they're coming from the people that you know, love, and trust, and your family members – I want you to be prepared for it because that's a normal reaction that everybody has. When you do something really exceptional, it's going to be the good job and then the dirty look. I mean, that's kind of the human nature of things or how people uh, – because what happens is when you exceed uh, the way that people see that you should be, oh, that's Bob. He's overweight and he's fat and he doesn't get much done and, you know – he sits back in his cubicle, and all of a sudden, Bob loses all of his weight. It's on the cover of Men's Fitness. is the top producer in the office. You know, people are going to say, oh, Bob did a good job, but, oh, I don't know about that Bob. He's kind of shifty. You know, you got to watch out for old Bob because the reason is, is because Bob had all of a sudden broken out of how people saw him, and in doing so, people do not like that because they don't like the change uh, in general, but they also don't like how then they have to maybe be introspective about why they themselves have not broken out of their little golden cage as well. So those types of little psychological headwinds I want all of you guys to anticipate. So here's the thing with regards to um, how the podcast has grown and the lesson I want all of us, including Julie and I, to really internalize from this. When you're doing something that is helping other people, and in your case, it's selling real estate, when you're helping people get their homes sold, and you're doing it at a high level, and you do it at, a, at you, know, you exceed their expectations as far as what they were expecting the experience to be. And really, guys, anything like selling real estate, all you're really doing is helping people accomplish their goals. You are help us, helping them accomplish their goal of selling the house. Selling a house for most people is incredibly stressful, like one of the top five stressful things that people experience. So you're there to facilitate that transaction and make their lives easier. The better you get at that because you're good at your job, the better you get at that because you're in delivering a, an, you know, a really exceptional experience. By experience, I mean literally the size of the check and the ease in which the seller was able to receive it. Okay, So let's make this really simple. The more people you're going to have want to do business with you. And so I have stacked up now probably 20 interviews that we're going to be doing for the rest of the summer. And these interviews are all with agents who are icon, top-producing mega agents. And you're going to hear – they won't necessarily know how to verbalize what I'm verbalizing to you now – 
but you're going to hear that this is an element that all of them have. They recognize that when they really uh, – if everything that they want in life, all the goals that they want to accomplish in life are on the other side of helping other people accomplish their goals. That's it. That's the formula. And I want you, all of you to remember that. And you do have the ability to be rich. And what is rich? Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. You do have the ability within all of you to have these incredibly brilliant, you know, James Bond, Monaco lifestyle if you choose to have that. In order for you to earn the right to have that, you have to accept the fact that you have to help a lot of other people accomplish their goals. There's a direct correlation between – I'm saying this in the third way third, – uh, same thing, uh, third time, a different way, so hopefully you'll understand. There's a direct correlation between the quality of life that you have, the experiences you have on this planet, and the number of people you've helped uh, for them to accomplish their goals. That's it. That's the formula. That's how simple it is. So when we do this podcast, evidently based on the number of people listening, when we do this podcast, you guys like what we're doing for you, and you just intuitively, even without us begging you or bribing you, you want to share the podcast with other people because something about the podcast helped you. That's the way your business works as well. Do you guys understand what I'm trying to explain to you here? So there's a direct correlation. Just remember this. If you do not feel jealous of somebody else, do not feel envious, evil, do not hate on, whatever the modern vernacular is for jealousy, okay? Don't act that way. Realize that if you see somebody who is enjoying something, a realtor that you, you know, sort of like or dislike, and they go and buy themselves a new Rolls Royce or just whatever, a new boat, I don't care, and you're feeling those little feelings of jealousy, and you're feeling those little feelings of, you know, not just jealousy, but sometimes you're trying to create this sort of evil story about this other agent, how they must have cheated to get it, or how someone you know, must have given them the money, or you create all these little false narratives in your head. But the reality of it is, is that person must have helped enough other people accomplish their goals, or they wouldn't have been able to experience the accomplishment of that particular goal. That's the whole formula. That's just as complicated as it is. Remove the political correctness. Remove the you know, income redistribution. Remove the politics. Remove the religion. Remove all of it. That's it. That's the essence of it. The more people you help accomplish their goals, the more of your goals you'll accomplish. It's simple, right? So listeners, remember that. And today's podcast is the second part of Julie uh, and I talking about negotiating strategies. And uh, hey, Julie, before we get to the first point, I asked yes. a question on the podcast last week about whether you'd be rich or famous, and I never, I, I'm not going to read the results, mm -hmm. but I only had one person who was confused about the question. So if you guys didn't listen to the podcast, the homework from the podcast was to email me and tell me whether you'd rather be rich or famous if you cannot have both, okay? And everybody said rich, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really telling because you guys get it. Now, what happens a lot of times in real estate, our agents enter in the business wanting to be rich, not really knowing what rich means, right? Not having a definition of it, but, you know, they had a pretty good idea of what it would feel like when they were rich. And then the industry co-ops their egos and convinces them that it's more important to be famous. And that is a huge problem that our industry's had for a long period of time, which in our opinion, we think 
is a dying fad. Agents who are not running profit businesses or businesses where they're making you know, enormous amounts of profit as a percent from their real estate transactions because they're al- they've allowed their goals and their potential to be co-opted by this industry, by so much of the evil that's entered into the industry, they uh, that trend is over, and I'm seeing it more and more. And we're finding, and I think that's other another reason why our podcast has become as popular as it is. It's because we're the only ones out there saying, "Hey, you know what? Maybe this team thinks dumb. You know, maybe the branding and the marketing is dumb. Maybe buying leads is dumb. Maybe if your goal is to make a profit, if your goal is to be rich, maybe doing some of this other stuff. Maybe you need to look at this through a different set of." Uh, you know, a different set of filters to really determine whether it's worth it to spend, you know, $25,000 on a website, even though, according to most major uh, research projects on agent websites, the average agent gets zero leads from their website. Maybe you shouldn't be putting your money towards that. Just saying, maybe it should go towards a down payment on a rental property. Maybe that's a little bit smarter. Yeah, what do I know? So, listeners, I appreciate the fact you guys have made this the number one listen to daily podcast. It means the world to Julie and I. Make sure you get our uh, new book, right? It's on Amazon right now. They start shipping it. I don't know. What is the date? I think they start shipping it in four days. It's called Harris Rules. It is our complete basic. It it is the most complete real estate book that doesn't have any – it does not waste any time on any sort of mindset, woo-woo, search of life, balance, must follow your passion bullshit. It is the most simple, direct way for you guys to start – if you're in the business, you know, brand new in the business, if you're a grizzled veteran, go through the book, read the book, and then apply what works. Every one of the things that we discuss in the book are designed around the idea that your goal is to make profit. And with that profit, basically, you obviously then can you know, buy assets that produce income for you that you no longer have to work. That is the goal. That is the reason you got into business, not for someone to make you feel famous and important. So. Hopefully all these thoughts are ringing true with most of you because I know they are. Otherwise, we wouldn't have so many people listening. <laughs> so, Julie, any thoughts on all that? Well, I mean, you you said that it wasn't full of uh, – the book was not full of mindset woo-woo nonsense, and that, that absolutely is true. But the book does start out by making sure that their mindset is one of profitability, abundance, how to get back in touch with why you got in real estate in the first place, so that you could have profit, which equals freedom. So we spend a little bit of time in the front end of the book so that as we get going with the action steps and literally the rules to play the game by. My goal with it was to really uh, simplify but also give them some very specific action steps and uh, ways to run their business so that they catch themselves before they become unprofitable or seduced by pretty shiny things which are always lurking in your email, your voicemail, your text. Um, you know, so it, it should be familiar to those of you who are you know, frequent podcast listeners and certainly to our coaching clients, but it puts it all together into an actionable um, basically way to, to run your business so that you can have everything you want in life. That's, yeah. you know, I don't I know mean, how many that's, pages that's... it took to do that in, but <laughs> it's a lot. So, well, I mean, here's the thing. is that Every other real estate book out there is based on gimmicks. Right? They're based on yeah. the idea that you can social network your way to success. They're all about shortcuts. And and the shortcuts, they never work. That's their shortcuts. Then you have to follow by hopefully another shortcut, then another shortcut, then another shortcut. Yeah. That's no way to live, guys. That's like the no, person who's workarounds like, and shortcuts are not sustainable. 
Yeah, they're not. Well, you know what, Julie? We should. We have enough time for you to finish up your points. But I want you to share with the listeners because we have a bozillion of new listeners. So I'll set this up for you. Julie is a classical musician. She's played in orchestras. She's, you know, the whole music schools, flute and piccolo, the whole thing. So she has a huge music background. And, um, Julie, when you started taking piano lessons from Raja when we were living in Vegas, and, right, I want you to tell them the story about how even though you would go to, when you were in high school, you would win piano playing competitions yeah. What Raja exposed about your actual knowledge base. Yeah. Well, so just to take it one step back, my main instruments are flute and piccolo. That's where I have most of my training. And, but as a sideline, and any of you guys who are musicians, you know this, that piano is a good basis for everything. It's much more complicated. You're reading multiple lines at once. It's hard. Okay. But many... Uh, musicians who specialize in other things take piano as a base, right? Teaches your, your scales and all this other stuff. Because my other instruments were primary, I would just take piano lessons from my flute teacher who basically had the same experience. Grew up learning some piano, dabbling with it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a good basis. Um, and I never knew the difference. I just figured that's who you took piano lessons from, right? I had several over the years. And yes, I would do some uh, piano competitions and do pretty well at those. I was never playing the hardest pieces. I was in like, you know, the level three because I knew I would do better, <laughs> not competing with people who piano was their primary instrument, right? Anyway, way too much detail. But I didn't know the difference, right? I just figured, I, you know, I had 10 years of piano. I was pretty good. So I came back and I decided I was going to learn piano for real this time. And I'm going to take from, I'm going to try out somebody who went to Juilliard and is a regular performer, has a whole piano, crazy, awesome performance for Cirque du Soleil, right? So vastly better piano background than anybody I had ever taken piano from, okay? But I thought I was pretty good because I'd had, you know, years of lessons on this thing. I had been competitive. Okay, so as it turns out, from pretty much day one, uh, Raja, the piano uh, instructor from Juilliard, detected all of these these things that I had sort of laced together, patched together over the years from these different lessons, and I didn't even know that I had done it, okay? So things like playing scales and kind of screwy fingerings that made everything else that I played that much harder because I memorized it wrong 20 years ago, stuff I never would have figured out on my own, and a lesser teacher probably inadvertently taught me or on purpose taught me because that's how they learned and they didn't know any better. Point being that there's a huge difference taking from somebody who is absolutely an expert, a specialist, a professional, who has been there and done that on the highest level, okay, versus, you know, like listening to advice from the agent who sits next to you or taking piano lessons from your flute teacher, totally different. I had a conversation with uh, one of our elite coaching clients this morning, Tim, to drive this point home. And uh, she, she was being uh, affected a little bit emotionally by somebody that wasn't even licensed but happened to be her friend from long ago who just basically said, hey, good luck selling that overpriced listing down the street. Not knowing anything about what was inside the house, just kind of throwing that comment out. And I, I said to this client, you know, She's not licensed, is she? She's not an appraiser, is she? What, you know, how is she authorized to throw that comment out at you? And, and I think it was probably jealousy. I think it was, 
you know, who knows? But the point is, why would you take that seriously from somebody who's not authorized to give any kind of advice like that? Just like I should not have given as much credence to my piano hacks <laughs> uh, until I then saw the light. So that's my piano story well, since you asked. So that's when, when Julie and I are presenting information. So Julie and I sold over 100 houses our first year in the business, 103. Never been done before, and from what I understand, never been done since. And so you would have assumed that Julie and I had it all figured out after having done that. Well, no, not really. And what we did is we wrote our own, uh, you know, FISBO script, and we did real boots on the ground work, and we just worked tirelessly and relentlessly, and didn't give up until, you know, the end of the year. So what did we do? We then figured, well, we got it figured out, and then we stopped really learning. And then we never actually got better. And we had a lot of hacks. We have a lot, had a lot of things that we shortcutted in order to, uh, you know, our understanding of how to price and our understanding of how to do CMAs. We had to go back and learn and cover and essentially relearn all the things that we thought we knew. A lot of times what happens, and this is especially true if you've only been in the business since 2007, you got in the business at one of the best times and one of the worst times. A boom market kind of started in 2011, but also a market where, or an industry where you were told it was okay to have hacks, and you were given a lot of bad advice. None of the advice was essentially predicated on the idea that you were going to make any profit. Nobody talks about profit but Julie and I. So what we're challenging all of you to do, now that you've probably been following these stupid big team type business models for a long period of time, is really be honest with yourself and answer this question. Why aren't you rich? You're not. You might have a good income, but why aren't you rich? Why haven't you accumulated anything? Honestly, why not? It's because it's – and I said this, and I know this is so true. A lot of you think that you have these big teams, and you are told uh, by well-meaning folks, and I say that with quotes, that you, know, you need to form a team in order for you to have, be successful in real estate. Nobody ever said you need to do this or do the other thing to have the most profit. Nobody talks about that but Julie and I. So what happened is you followed this primrose path, and you were trying to get your business to the seventh level and all the rest of this stuff. And then what do you soon discover? There's no profit. And then everyone says when you, when you show up to the, you know, the whatever event where there's other people that are on the same pro, uh, path, nobody talks about profit from the stage. Nobody talks about profit at night over glasses of wine. Nobody really talks about profit. You bring it up, let's just say, and then <clears throat> what do you discover? People say really dumb things like, oh, well, you have to build the business for five or six years and then operate at low, very low profit, and at that point then your profit just blows up or you can sell your business. or They tell you all this crap that's not true, and you believe it because prior to being in real estate, you had no business experience. And why would these people lie to you? And after all, there's these books and all these experts and these gurus that are telling you this is what you're supposed to do. Now, you continue on this path, never making any real profit, you might have a nice lifestyle, people might admire you, all that. But then what happens is that you then have a, some sort of financial setback that really causes you to say, what the hell am I doing? You then discover our podcast, and then you hear me saying this. The reason that the team model and a lot of these other ideas don't work to produce profit isn't because you are defective. It's because the ideas that you chose to follow were defective. There is nothing wrong with you. You are perfect. You just had listened to some crap a long time ago and believed it, and you are still trying to make it work. There it is. That's the truth. That's where a lot of you need to allow yourselves to, 
You know, the difference between quitting and well, quitting while you're ahead. And if you now realize that the path you've been on, listening to some guru or expert or this, that, the other thing, buying business, all these crazy, insane things, you now realize that that does not result in you making any profit to the point where there's nothing really – every year your net worth does not increase. How many of you right now listening to us can totally and completely understand what I'm saying? And just humbly, if you're being honest with yourself, you are being introspective and knowing what I'm saying is you. I'm describing you. You need to realize, guys, at the end of the day, the industry does not really care about you. The industry is a thing. And if you ever were to fall on hard times, it's not like all these people – who are in your office and in your market or in your wherever, how many of them are actually going to ride to your front doorstep and you know, try to help you or give you money or all the rest of it? Nobody, right? Maybe you have some friends, but you get the point. At the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. You have to understand that if you're not making big, huge profit margins from your business, you are doing something wrong. Give yourself permission to stop doing something wrong. Give yourself permission to go through real estate rehab and realize that what you're really truly wanting is what you truly really wanted when you got into business, which is to be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. So get back to that thought. So when Julie hired Raja to be her piano teacher, he had to break her out of all the old habits, the old bad habits, and all the dumb things that she was doing. And I used to listen to those piano lessons, actually, as she would, you know, because he, he was doing it while he was traveling, and she'd have him live on Skype. So I could hear her correcting. I could hear him correcting her. It was, you know, and, I, and afterwards she was always incredibly frustrated because her ego wanted to hold on to these old defective ways of doing things. Am I overstating it, Julie? No, I mean, and it was worse because I didn't know how many of those workarounds and you know had compiled over the years. It's almost like they were commingling, <laughs> and it was like worse when you don't realize it. You know, I, I see this with agents when they have a pretty good career run and and most of the time they win. It's mostly with agents who get primarily past client center of influence referral business. And then they go on a big listing and they figure they had it in the bag and they totally have their clock cleaned by somebody that came out of nowhere. It felt like that to me. It felt like some of the, the conversations that I have with agents that, that basically are blindsided. You had a story yesterday of a, a really great agent that was very profitable, but he had gotten uh, kind of lazy on the skills and had gotten into the habit of skipping steps. And so piano for me was kind of like that. I was doing well enough. I got enough accolades. I was convinced that I knew what I was doing. And here comes somebody who actually knows what they're doing. And it's like you ever seen like I remember my brother used to have uh, like a magnifying glass in the sun and would burn ants in the summer. <laughs> you know, like Lovely a magnifying guy. glass is like is is going okay. There's this giant magnifying glass showing all of your past, uh, you know, hacks. I don't have any other better word for it. And so it was pretty painful to have to reprogram things like lots of different scales for four octaves memorized at tempo. You know, it's painful stuff. I used to dread that. It's one of the reasons I'm not taking lessons with him right now because you've got to really be ready to work. And that's why they call it work and not vacation. But that's okay. But that's what it reminds me of is when you start to believe your own baloney in a sense. And then somebody says, hey, you know what? <laughs> You're so far off track, you don't even see it. 
Well, that's the point of the book, right? The book is really designed to make it so that you guys follow the right course for those of you who are new when you get your licenses. But also, it's a good way for – Yes, exactly. It's great. Exactly. It's a good course correction for the rest of you. It'll drive you back to the original reason why you got into real estate. It'll drive you back to the original reason why not only you got into real estate, but why, truthfully, maybe you have lost a little bit of the interest, the, I dare I say, passion for aspects. I didn't say passion, listeners. I said passion for aspects of real estate business. Maybe it's the reason, you know, this course correction that it's time for all of you to take It's the thing that many of you need to make it so that this becomes your best year ever. It's the the thing that so that at the end of the year, you can look back and say, look at the things I accomplished because I stopped doing the dumb things. I had an interesting call yesterday with a guy who just canceled a really expensive boomtown account he had, basically buying leads. And he canceled this account, and he was telling me about how emotionally difficult it was because he was also, he also had a big team that he was in the process of firing because he's been listening to the podcast. He's now stopped. He completely uh, accepted the fact that the whole buyer agent buying buyer leads, the whole thing is just an exercise in futility. He then is now right-sizing his business, building his business model around listings, all the things that we you know, basically beat on you guys to do. But he said this one last major expense he had was with Boomtown, and he had, even though there was no business reason why he wanted to keep it, there was a psychological ego reason. And it was fascinating to listen to this guy describe it because he realized that that was the last cord that was holding him to that old business model, and he you know, basically was in the process of doing it. So a lot of you have a lot of old thinking that's no longer serving you. Maybe this is the opportunity for you to be honest. And here's the, here's the litmus test. Here's the filter. Is this making me profit? Not Look, and you guys, again, you think cloudy about this. Here's how you think. Will this idea or thing make me money in my pocket in the next 60 or 90 days? It's either a yes or it's a no. And if it's a no, then you shouldn't do it. So that's really the bottom line, guys. If you cannot make profit off what you're doing in the next 60 to 90 days, if it's not going to result in a transaction, don't waste your time doing it. That means these long-term lead follow-ups through CRMs, fancy websites, you know, social campaigns. Don't do anything that has the word branding associated with it. That stuff is not trackable. When you ask somebody who's trying to sell you some sort of branding idea you know, about results, they're going to not promise you jack because they cannot deliver anything. There are no distinguishable results just if you have a branding campaign. So you guys need to all be very, very clear on everything that we're telling you. And that's what the Harris Rules book is all about. So go to Amazon and buy it. It's not expensive. I think the uh, publisher, who's not us, has it uh, discounted right now for pre-orders. And then I think after June 4th, I think, the price is going to be 20 bucks. I'm not sure. Again, we're not the publisher. So go there and pre-order the book, and you'll have it probably next week. Hey, Julie, we didn't talk about what we said we were going to talk about. How about that? Yeah, and Julie's off to premiere. <laughs> there you go. Typical podcast. Hey, we do this podcast in the middle of the day when we're working, so things aren't always perfect. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.